If you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash what's my thesis. And if you enjoy the show and just want to give us a five star rating, that really is helpful. And if you teach me something in the comments, I will read it on the show. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. dead in the eyes okay. and do it because I, I've realized that I start to like rush because I'm doing it in front of a guest. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to uh, make unbroken eye contact. Uh, Welcome <laughs> to the family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we should definitely timestamp because like there's a lot of weird shit happening in the news right now. Definitely. Yeah. So I, uh, my guest, well, first of all, welcome to What's My Thesis. I am your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? And... Uh, my guest today is Amanda Carter, or Amanda, because you said that your 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 mom was in the Peace Corps. Yeah, my mom was in the Peace Corps in Colombia, so she decided to give me the Spanish. The Spanish version. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't usually tell people that. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it came up because there's like a bit of a game on this show where it's I, it's not so much an issue because I guess I've just had a lot of more people with like names that I know how to read. Right. You know, but uh, at the beginning it was a struggle. And I think that that's always kind of I mean, I laugh because I never really know how to say an artist's name when I read it in a book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's a little rooted in that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, we were talking about something right before we started recording again. What was it? Um Oh, oh, never mind. We were talking about how I started doing the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've already talked about a lot. Amy Sedaris, Epstein, the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the family. That's the thing that I was like, yeah, the, the timestamp would be that the uh, Jeffrey Epstein just committed suicide. And and more more relevantly, what I was telling you when you got here is that, like, I I have just listened to the two Chapo Trap House episodes. It's this podcast. It's a political podcast. I'm not assuming that you know what it is, but... Yeah, um, uh, and then... Like, they just had two, like, deep dives into, like, the conspiracies where they're, like, we're, like, uh, the Russiagate people right now. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, but we're, like, you know, projecting all of our belief systems into this, it, it like, into uh, what might have happened. And then, and then the other thing is that I was watching this show, The Family, which is a weird thing about conspiracies and politics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been really interesting. I don't, like, I don't think I'm that much of a conspiracy theory person um mm -hmm. so you know when i first heard that he had offed himself i was like oh you know i guess he just couldn't deal you know but yeah but it is really 
weird and suspicious. Like, well, I just I don't know. I mean, this is me projecting my yeah. my worldview onto the situation, but uh, I I just don't think that that level of a narcissist would kill themselves. Like, you right. know, like there just seems to be a disconnect. I don't, I think that that implies that there's some level of guilt, right. and not to make this the Jeffrey Epstein podcast. This right. is going to come out months from now. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the general point was that I'm like in total conspiracy theory mode, so I have no idea what your topic is going to be, but it's going to be a very interesting like blend of like my mental space and yours. Actually, that is perfect that you said that because what I've been thinking about talking about is like sort of photography as um, as kind of a syncretic experience, um, like how it sort of started out maybe as, um, you know, trying to capture a singular view or, um, or document a specific moment or um, a specific event um, and how now, um, I mean, it still does that, but um, it also seems to be a much more syncretic medium. So that's What does syncretic mean? Syncretic. Um, syncretic? To, yeah, syncretic. Okay. I, I had to Google it before I came just that's to make fine. sure. No, no. That, I, hey, this, that, you're in the land of that. <laughs> it's, it's sort of, and I may not be like using it really correctly, but I, it's sort of like pulling um, from, um, from different, belief systems like the um little example that i got on google was like halloween is a syncretic holiday because it combines paganism and um and um, that's a good word for me to learn because yeah that i'm into like i'm just sort of into that uh these uh, a la carte uh belief system (laughs) totally (laughs) just like looking at the world as as just a a a a whole body of people that do that which is what's so fascinating about the first two episodes of that i watched of that show that i was telling you about the family let me see if i can articulate it now that we're on mic that's why i stopped the conversation earlier (laughs) um but it's it's like about this group and it's sort of culty and they have this worldview like they hand out this like book of jesus Mm -hmm. And so they, they, they like flip through it's, it, or it's like a Bible, but it's condensed only to like the most Jesus relevant things. Yeah. And then, so they see Jesus as like, they see themselves. It's basically just this elaborate scheme to, um, rationalize being bad people that are also, <laughs> you know, like they're chosen as um. opposed to like, uh, you know, like they're, um, they don't even think of it in terms of hard work, I would say, right? They think of, like, they're in a position, and it's all about appealing to power, like, the, uh, and they think that there's, like, hidden messages within, like, like there's this one thing about uh, uh, David and Goliath that, like, they just misinterpret the whole, or they have this very particular interpretation of, of the whole thing, so. <laughs> what is, what's the interpretation? It's, uh, it's that they, um, it's, okay, so, like, he basically sleeps with, uh, and I guess this is spoilers for uh, for a TV show, <laughs> but it's like the first couple episodes. Uh, so he's he's uh, so like David becomes king, and it, this is like the story a story from when he's king, and he's like sleeps with his one of his like generals or whatever's like uh, why women, and he acknowledges that he's done wrong, and like th- uh, what he does to resolve the situation is that he puts. Um, 
the general at the front of the line so that he gets di- killed in battle. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, the problem fixed itself. So, like, their <laughs> interpretation is like, oh, yeah, God wins. <laughs> right. Uh. So it's, like, super narcissistic. Yeah. <laughs> My mother used to say, God helps those who help themselves. So I guess it's sort of like that. It's like exactly you know, like manipulating the... Yeah. And then basically, like, they meet and they counsel each other. And it's sort of this thing where they're, like, brothers. Uh, like, but the whole intention is that they're going to become politicians. It's fucking crazy so that's why that's i I just feel like there is like i think it it probably is hard to not feel that way if you're like super bajillionaire even if you're not part of this cult but to have something that is (laughs) right right like if you're yeah if you have that much money and um yeah how could you like avoid feeling like you're better than everybody, yeah. yeah. If you can make decisions like that, why not? Right. You know, that, right. like, fuck people's lives. Right, yeah. You're not surrounded by anyone else that gives a shit. I don't know. It's just fascinating to me, you know? Yeah. Like, not even in terms of, like, who is actually at the top, just, like, the interdynamics for how these things work. Like, that's what's so fascinating to me about Epstein. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fascinating to me, too. I mean, it also makes me think of, um, did you ever see that movie Shattered Glass? It's it's about this, like, um, reporter that was at the New Republic that basically, like, made up all of his stories. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of agonizing to watch, I mean, because it's it's a true story, and I'm... So it's a fictionalized... uh, Yeah, it's a a dramatization of... uh, Of what, yeah, of this real... um, What's it called again? Shattered Glass. Shattered Glass. Because I think the guy's last name is Glass, so... Oh, it's clever, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I mean, that sort of stuff fascinates me, too, like, people who sort of... Um, who fake it, like, you know, I mean, there have been a bunch of sort of reporter stories like that, people who just end up getting caught for, and, you know, have totally made up these these stories. Um, I mean, but this guy went beyond because he was, like, making up, like, whole conferences of people that, you know, like, quirky people that, like, were doing, like, sci-fi conferences and, and like, all this detail. I mean, it was, like, to the level so of like, he was making up all these stories about people that weren't real. Like, yeah, was, yeah. Why wasn't he just a fucking fiction author? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's like really the question that I had too, because he was actually really talented. And yeah, if he can sell it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but he also, he's got a voice. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I don't know. It's it's it was sad, and I mean, like he he obviously had this like real need to be like to be like acknowledged and loved and like um you know like. He was, like, extremely insecure, and I almost think, like, he didn't, the way it was presented, I almost think he didn't, like, totally, like, maybe realize that he was doing this. Like, like he sort of started to believe in, oh, in wow. what he, like... I mean, not. I don't, I'm not saying he was delusional exactly, but like. No, but I mean, there's a fine line between like clinically delusional and like you know just how we see the world every day, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's delusions and depression, even right? There's always there's always different like th- there's a limited scope within which you can take in the world, right? You yeah. can't like conceive of it all at once. So. Yeah. yeah. So in that selection process, I think that there's something interesting that happens, which goes back to like photography. I think that that's why it's such a. A powerful thing. I've had it definitely on my mind because I just put out uh, two episodes. I don't know 
if you've been able to listen to those since you said that you had listened to the ones with Katie. Yeah, yeah. that was the one that I was just listening to. It was oh, great. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she's really, really brought me some uh, <laughs> some things to think about. And it's awesome because that's a really popular episode. And I'm like, yeah, I like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just like the, I mean, I'm, now I'm patting myself on the back, so I'm not going to say it. But I was just going to say that it's nice that people are as interested in talking to or listening from to like high school teachers yeah. as they are anybody else you know like because it's legit like one of the more popular episodes that i posted that's really so, cool yeah. yeah that's the she was talking about fomo and yeah yeah, yeah definitely like, yeah yeah and then the second one is we talk about uh generation gaps and then that also ties into photography which <clears throat> i think that like the uh the ability to sort of um Like photography, even in my lifetime, has changed so much in its scope and what it, it's about and right. how available it is and how it's available. And, and and as that changes, I think that it changes the way that people perceive things. And then that's where that gap forms, right? Because even in, that, in the conversation that I had with Katie was about, we were talking about like feminism and how there's like a new... Uh, uh, I don't even know. I like, I, I don't... I, I want to be very careful in how I frame it because I don't want to be like... Uh, <laughs> minimizing but like a new approach to feminism that is about sexiness right, like having right. to do with Lizzo I don't know if you heard the Terry Gross interview which apparently more people have listened to than um, I'm aware no, of no I didn't okay but she was just like her mind was blown it was a generational thing again there where like Terry Gross comes from a different school of feminism right. where their relationship to image was very different. And she sees this and like maybe she feels like it might be, a, a, you might be a product of your environment, but vice versa as well, right? <laughs> yeah, like like exploitative versus like body positivity or like, you know, being yeah. in charge of your... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting... Um, that is a really interesting shift. Um, Totally. Um, Go ahead. Let me just... I'm like squeaking against this thing. <laughs> so yeah, she was talking about um, like her students and um, how some students like have this whole photography practice where they make other kids look hot. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. You, so you are a pretty, uh, I mean, you're a solid photographer I, and you post regularly on Instagram, which is how I'm familiar with what you do. Um, what, what's, what's the background to your practice? Um, well, um, I used to be a painter. I mean, I still think of myself as a painter, although it's been a while since I've done it. Um, and did you used to paint? I mean, did, is that what you studied in in school? Or did yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I have an undergrad and a um, master's degree in, in painting. Um, and and then I kind of got wow, into... I would have never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always just assumed that you were like a straight up photographer. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of. I guess that's you know what I think I am at this point. Um, I mean, I still sort of want to go back to doing painting, but, um, I think that when I do, it'll probably be through a pretty photographic perspective. Um, uh -huh. so we'll see, but I mean, I was doing kind of installation in grad school and, um, a little bit and, um, in Brooklyn when I used to live there. And, um, and then the, the reason I, I mean, I've always done photography, but the reason that I sort of started getting more heavily into it is we moved to LA from Brooklyn about six years ago. And, um, when we moved, my daughter wasn't quite 
two years old and we had never been to LA before except for like one week. And we like, my sister was here at the time, but other than that, we knew nobody. And so I, and I didn't even drive when we got here. I didn't even have a license. So, <laughs> so I had this like, you know, not yet two year old we didn't know where we were going to live. We didn't know anybody. And I was like, you know, kind of wandering around Hollywood where we had like gotten this short term rental and like kind of freaking out when I was like, you know, pushing her stroller over the highway overpasses. And I actually like, started taking pictures basically just to sort of like, like calm myself down and sort of like center myself um, and like look at things because LA was sort of freaking me out. I, I mean, it was like the cars yeah, were freaking yeah. me out and just like, you know, just like this huge like um, move that we had made and like, you know, being responsible for a little kid and, you know, like. Especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not like, I mean, I imagine that you know what the safety parameters are in a city like what you said you were in New York. Yeah. 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 And I w when you were talking about that, I was just thinking about, like, how, like, that's, like, a very specific trajectory that certain people take. Like, because for me, it was also out of Miami. It was, like, New York or, or L.A. LA yeah. And so many people here are like that, that they either come from, like, a big city or their destination was a big city. Yeah. <laughs> it was either one of the two or both. It's interesting, like, I wonder how, I bet you there's like, I mean, I'm assuming there's a whole world of people that don't even <laughs> function like that. Yeah. But, but that's such a specific, but because of that, that's such a specific uh, culture shock. Like, because uh, I've even in like stand-up comedy, that's always been like the observations of like the, 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 in, like, it's, and, and it goes into that whole coastal lead thing, which is funny, but. <laughs> but, but probably kind of truth to it too. oh yeah, no yeah, i don't yeah. mean it in a negative yeah, sense yeah. i'm just meaning it in a self-aware because i'm i'm i mean i'm here too <laughs> yeah totally no totally yeah but but yeah i wonder uh i wonder what the i mean where else would you migrate to though right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know I'm just stumped for that. I like it. Just seems like such an automatic thing that I just got excited about analyzing. Sorry. No, totally. <laughs> I'm. I totally. I'm with you on that. Like. Um, what? So, what specifically brought you to the coast? To, from coast to coast. <laughs> well, actually, the real reason was weather. Like, because I um I have some like health issues that like are sort of exacerbated by um, like. Uh, the smell of urine. <laughs> yes, that definitely does not help at all. But like, you know, kind of barometric pressure changes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, um, and we were kind of, you know. It's hard for a, to have a little kid there, I imagine. Probably even as overwhelming as it was to come here, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were just, we were at a point where, you know, we needed some change to happen and it felt like sort of now or never because she was young enough to to make that move fairly easily you know she didn't now she's got friends and you know she's got her own social life so if we were to move you know it'd be yeah, hard for yeah, her yeah. but you know at the time she was little enough that it didn't really have an impact on her you know she's, yeah. um and my husband um had gotten a job um out here that was you know a good move for him so it kind of just fell into place and yeah um and we were just like okay let's just go for it you know we can can always move back. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, I think we were pretty naive about it. Um, because 
Oh, because moving back is probably like <laughs> insurmountable. Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, totally. And also like, you know. It would probably be almost impossible to make the move out here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Just I mean, like how, how long have you guys been out here? Almost six years. Six years, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. It would have been much easier to make it that move six years ago, just financially, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. totally. And I mean, we kind of wiped ourselves out with that, with yeah. the move at the, anyway. But um, yeah, no, it's just like... Um, you know, when we moved to New York, we were we were so young and like, um, but you know, moving out here, we were so so much older. And I I think you know, just making friends, you know, when you're older and you have a kid, it's just it's a different sort of project. And um, also, I think I thought like, I sort of thought like you were sort of talking about, you know, people sort of a lot of people, you know, either move to New York or they move to LA. Um, and I sort of had conflated them in my mind, but you know, they're really so different. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I think that that's sort of like the, it, 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 it's just funny to me because those are the two choices and they're so opposite and there's like no in between. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, in Italy, there's at least like different feels to the different like cities Uh, and it's a smaller country and there's like many places you could be in Florence you could be in Milan you could be in like if you want your college town vibe you could be in Bologna Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's it's just funny to me I think that maybe uh, I don't know I I don't I don't know what the rest of the country is like (laughs) I mean I say that like that because I'm embarrassed to say but but yeah I for me it is it also has to do with like uh just uh, not necessarily always feeling welcome <laughs> in mm. certain parts of the country, yeah. but, uh, but I mean, that is also just like probably in my own brain, although <laughs> I don't know <laughs> with current events, it might not be, uh, you know, and I'm not obviously not referring, I'm referring to like Trump in that one, not, uh, Epstein or the family. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, there's definitely places in the country where you couldn't just sort of roll up and yeah and be welcomed, you know, and like, be like, "Hey, I'm the kid. I'm a, I'm a uh, what's it called? Um, loud fucking Latino, <laughs> loud Cuban. Right, right, right. <laughs> I right. want to be your friend. Like what? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and I like also. I mean, New York and LA. I mean, they, people move in and out of them. So I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people who grew up here and have been here for generations and same with New York, but there's also, you know, this whole sort of population of people that, um, aren't from here. And, um, yeah, like other places, I feel like, you know, that doesn't really happen. You know, people. Yeah. It's like a whole culture of expats that like can like exist independently of having ever interacted with locals yeah yeah totally <laughs> are you from italy no i uh, my parents are cuban I, I grew up in miami and uh we moved around because of uh because uh my dad worked for the U- eu cool. oh, sorry no uh, un oh, cool. <laughs> acronyms i'm also dyslexic <laughs> um but yeah what, so let's go back to that word that you taught me. <laughs> syncretic, yeah. What is it? Syncretic. Syncretic. And you were saying that you were interested in the syncretic nature of... Uh... Of, yeah, photography and just, um, I think, like, particularly on Instagram. Um, like, I was thinking about how, 
I mean, probably most artists tend to follow other artists, but if you wanted to, you could, you know, you could follow, you know, so many different kinds of, of people and then you'd just be sort of scrolling through photographs from so many different categories. Like yeah, if you, yeah, if you yeah. wanted to, you could be like looking at like food photography and travel photography and just, you know, people posting pictures of their kids and like all at once <laughs> and all kind of equal, um, yeah, yeah, which yeah, I think but, is kind yeah. of amazing and powerful in a way. Okay. So how do you, what, uh, what, give me some examples of things that you give equal importance to your art follows. Um, well, I, or that Instagram for you. <laughs> well, actually I don't follow that many other things besides artists. Um, I probably should, but like for a while I was, um, sort of sampling like photographs that I was, um, finding on, on the internet and, um, doing these, um, this kind of series of, uh, photographs I didn't take. Um, and they were pictures that appealed to me because I liked the subject matter, you know, either just, I liked them visually or, you know, they were pictures of something that intrigued me. And they were all pictures I think that like technically I could have taken, but I couldn't have taken them because I wouldn't have had access to that particular mm. scene. Like, you know, maybe they were pictures from other countries or, you know, pictures of like, um, okay. technical things or stuff that like, um, yeah, yeah, if I had been there, I could have taken the picture, but, um, because but were you, have, have you shown these in, or, or is it in what sense are you collecting them? Um, well, I haven't done it for a while, but yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago, um, I was posting a lot of them. I was basically, I wasn't really changing them much at all. I was sort of turning them upside down for the most part. Okay. And sometimes I was cropping them. Um, okay. um, and I, it ended up being sort of more like a, sort of a, like a visual, like notebook. I, I didn't really think of them as like finished, like yeah, pieces, yeah, yeah. but, um, just kind of getting me to think about, or it was a way for me to think about, um, like photography in relation to like the, the photographer, um, how, you know, there's this like huge array of photography, like that's available to people that anyone can take or sample um, and bring into their practice if they they want to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's sort of. Um, it's, and it seems so different than like the way that photography started out. Um, you know where you know, maybe people would only you know get their portraits taken. You know, you know, like, you know a few times in their lifetime or, you know, pictures would be taken of like very important historic events or like, like grand vistas, you know, sort of important singular things. Um, Uh and now like, just like the, the amount of imagery that's out there, um, that anyone can participate in both as a photographer or as someone that samples it it is, is really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, well, it it also makes me think about how that's a very specifically new thing because growing up, like the best you could do to replicate an image was to like photocopy it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then slowly you could scan it, but there's still there's still like a, a loss of resolution. Whereas you can now, you can't, you can get it at the resolution that it's shown at, right? Uh, which is interesting. I think I'm uh, I, <clears throat> you're making me think of an upcoming guest who also samples from. Instagram and it's interesting to think or it's interesting because a lot of as I have more people on the show there is a common theme of like questioning whether 
you can make art on Instagram and whatnot. And I think that the the general sense that I get from people that use it, especially specifically in the way that you're talking about, is is that notebook sort of like that it's not a finished platform, partially because it is it it, it equalizes everything in the, it, with like you know women showing. They're taking belfies. Totally, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And, and stuff like that. It's interesting, too, because there's all these, like, economies that come from it as well. And I imagine that there's some artists who do pretty well off of it, but then there's also people, which I think is legit, uh, but there's also people that have, uh, you know, make their living off of promoting things. Like, <laughs> you were talking about... Um, the the different cultures that you can follow and one of the things that I've indulged in because I can say it's for the sake of like <laughs> Instagram researches I've been like trying to find like Instagram models that I find attractive that I want to follow um, and it's been funny because they just like it's like their stories are just like this is my morning routine product after product and it's right. just this so it becomes you're like the the idea of an influencer is fascinating to me because it becomes this like um ritual that you're performing <laughs> to these products that imp- enable you to live the lifestyle that you're having which is really an interesting like uh you know capitalistic occult practice where it you, you um by draw, by being attractive, I don't know. It's a fucking you know like they 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 end up becoming sort of their own deity, but also their own prisoner. I don't know. Does that make you think of anything? Yeah, I, it's yeah. not a form thought, but it's fascinating to me to just watch and and like see that and know that there's no intimacy or like that that denies the lack of intimacy with with the in the interaction that they're having. Totally, right? like they're showing you everything, but they don't. Yeah. And, yeah, what was that movie a long time ago with them? Was it with like Jim Carrey, like where he like he um he grows up in this like like sort of Disneyland type of place? Oh, uh, at the Truman Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind, of, kind of like that in a way. Like what you're describing makes me think of like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And then I think that like it goes back to like what we were saying. Um, how is your worldview different than us? Like, right? If you're, if you obviously, if you learn that doing certain things like that, and you're okay with it, you know, like, I, and I'm not putting any judgment on it, but like, if it's within your comfort zone to to do that, then the assumptions that you make about the world and about economics and about other people and like. You know, even like, oh, it's so fucking easy. All you have to do is be gorgeous. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, totally. Being gorgeous always helps. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like, I have um, kind of like my guilty little things that I like, my little Instagram wormholes that I go down to. It's um, it's, it's very like, it's very compelling. I mean. I remember, like, when they first started putting ads on Instagram, I was, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, reporting every ad. For, and then, like, I started really getting interested in the ads, like, some of them. <laughs> and, like, also the fact that, I mean, I mean, some of them are kind of random, but then some of them, it's, like, obvious that there's some algorithm that's, like, putting that ad there yeah. for me. And that's kind of, I mean, it's so creepy, but it's so... It's strange. But then there's also ones, like... 
I, uh, I, I went, one of the best experiences that I've literally had in my life. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a little dramatic, but one of the, I really had a lot of fun at this one thing that was, uh, a pedal exhibition that had like, uh, a synth exhibition room too. So they would lend you a guitar and you would go and you would just try out all these guitar pedals. I found out about that on like um instagram and that's so niche and it was such a local ad so sometimes it can be like i feel like that's kind of cool when that happens yeah. but then but then i also do find that like sometimes i'll like follow like whatever a finger drummer you, you know like which is somebody that that uh, drums on like an mpc or uh you know like a sample uh t- pad system yeah. uh sample triggering pad system i'm gonna call it um and and then like all of a sudden i'm like getting invitations to learn ableton <laughs> <laughs> you know professional courses free courses all this stuff and it's just it gets a little overwhelming yeah it's um yeah it's a double-edged sword for sure but yeah there's been some like you said, some ones that actually I found out about stuff too. That yeah, was actually yeah, that cool. Was cool. Yeah. yeah, and I know people that have advertised. Uh, I've considered doing advertising for the show, but I was like, uh, <laughs> then I have like a whole new level of investment in <laughs> emotional investment in something that may or may not work. Yeah, I might as well just like I already have an advertising platform that's pretty much free. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, and then also it costs money. <laughs> is it expensive? I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. But yeah. yeah, I have my other money-making schemes, which were dropped at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to get too meta. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting I, like that goes back to that whole thing of like Terry Gross wondering if it's exploitative or not, right? I mean, you could even argue that like we're creating con, we're artists that are get creating free content for that platform, right? right? And we're getting like that's exactly like the trap that artists are always in, right? And then there's like legitimate use uh, usage, which is fair use, right? And it falls under that. But then there's also people that just like straight up like uh, I've had past guests of the show had their have their images like used to promote like bands and stuff uh, and then that's just like yeah yeah that's not the same <laughs> yeah yeah that's not yeah cool. <laughs> yeah um but yeah i know but i do i do know a few people that that work in that uh that way as like it as a source image which is an interesting because it turns it into like a conversation and you're not necessarily limited to one kind of culture right like yeah. um uh, uh bethany irons who's um coming up soon in like a couple weeks i think uh she does she she draws source images and then does digital paintings and she's very much drawn to patterns but like even just thinking with that parameter the 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 scope of what you can like draw from is limitless right yeah and then within that selection process becomes it's it's sort of like the uh, i don't know it's it's an interesting thing to it's a very meta way of uh, of looking at images where you're like not, you know, now you're drawing an image from an image. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like this restricted scope of the world, you're getting down even more focused. Kind of reminds me of that movie Blow Up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that's a good yeah. analogy. That's yeah. I mean, I 
I like Instagram, but I feel like, you know, I mean, it's just like any other tool, I guess, that you can't, you know, you sort of have to use it as a tool and then put it down. Um, yeah. And like for me, I think, um, you know, moving to LA and not, not knowing anyone here, you know, I've, it sort of became in a way like, um, an artistic community for me for, for a while. And it's, I mean, still is. And it's kind of funny because I actually went to this pop-up dinner, um, last week and I met this other artist there and, you know, we were like, Oh, are you on Instagram? And then we were like, you know, following each other. And she was like, Oh, 12 of my friends follow you. You know, do you know, X, do you know why do you know Z? I'm like, no, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, but you know, like all, all of you know, so many of my connections are just through Instagram. And I think like I'm at the point where like I'm I, I I'm grateful. Like I'm grateful to have kind of formed that network and um and have started to to meet people like that. But for me I think like it really has to start becoming um like, I really want to bring it into sort of the physical space now. Like, I want to start going to openings, and I want to start really meeting yeah, people. Yeah. I wasn't doing well, that. Well, your daughter's also grown to an age where you can feel a little more comfortable doing that as exactly. well. Exactly. Right? I yeah. can drag her along now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to. Oh, and, and I, I've seen, I think I've seen pictures of her. She's She's got red hair? Yeah. Yeah, she's adorable. She's going to be a hit at the parties. So. Uh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> she actually, I did take her to one opening, and she found this, like, group of kids and she was just hanging out and yeah, yeah, yeah. she had a good time yeah it's a kid-friendly community yeah it there there's uh, kids of all ages and what's funny is that it's kind of like that thing that used to happen when you were a kid where you would go <clears throat> to like and your parents would hang out with a family but the kids weren't quite the same age so there's like a weird hierarchy that forms you know and you got the it's it reminds me a little of Rugrats oh all totally my, all my pop culture references today I'm, totally. like, I'm like it reminds me of the family <laughs> <laughs> no I, I love that totally yeah. or just like also like the kids table or something like yeah yeah but there's all but there's like the 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 slightly overlay or, or a little mischievous older kid that it like kind of has an idea that they can manipulate the other ones and wants to see what they can get away with right right <laughs> but also like being like no everything's fine <laughs> mom right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. And like, you know, the younger ones learn so much that way too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to, um, sort of bringing her to stuff more and more. And, um, yeah, I've, I've had some funny experiences too, um, with Instagram, like, um, you know, I've, I was also thinking about it as kind of like almost like a, a substitute, like studio space and, um, not really. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not really like that at all, but I've, you know, more in the line of, um, how I've met people through it. Um, I actually got, I got a couple of invitations, um, like a year or two ago to attend people's openings. And I was like, Oh, this, this is so nice. You know, like people are just reaching out to me and inviting me to openings, you know, and they don't mm -hmm. even know me. So I, you know, I went to the first one. It was, it was fun. And then, um, I got invited to a second one and, um, I didn't go to the opening. I just went to the show and I actually met the gallery owner and the gallery owner was like, Oh, you know, you're friends with blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Because I, in my mind, um, I thought that I did know this person. And then, <laughs> and then later I, I realized, no, I, I don't know that person at all. And I, I realized like they actually thought I was someone completely different. Yeah. And I, I think that they thought that I was a, 
I realized they thought I was a curator, actually. Oh, it's, should have flexed like, it. <laughs> I, I know. I should have really, I should have worked it, but I, that, I didn't. That's how that happens. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the biggest breaks in the career, in careers. <laughs> totally. Next time I'm going to be ready. But yeah. yeah, so I like Googled my name and uh-huh. like curator and I, you know, there I figured out who they thought I was, <laughs> which was pretty hilarious. Yeah, that is an interesting thing. And then kind of that also, well, it's interesting that that's like, that is like a, a, a very, it's like a co-signing people's accounts thing that happens that it, it's the, the way that the app is designed. It's pretty powerful in terms of like, well, this person likes it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I and and you do. I I started to realize that I was like not following back people that didn't have those things, and I'm like, oh wait, they might actually just be listeners that I don't know, you know? Like, and I'm just like, you don't know any of my friends that are not actually my friends that I've never met. Just this like community of people that have sort of decided they have similar tastes. Yeah. yeah. But that's interesting too, right? Because I think even within the art communities. It probably breaks down into different hierarchies. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is like uh, try to figure out how everybody knows everybody. Where I'll just straight up ask and be like, "Hey, are you part of this crew?" Right, right. <laughs> you, right do, you know, and it, and I have an excuse to do it because I'm like trying to at least not have everybody from like one school right, right. <laughs> be on the show, right? Uh, but then you start to realize that like oh, like, the reason people know each other is because they went to school together, so they're referring each other, but, like, or introducing me to people, but, like, if I'm not careful, I'm like, oh, six months of, like, just, (laughs) you know, whatever college, yeah. Uh, The other thing that's funny is, like, not necessarily like reading the names you wanted to go to your 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 notebook? Oh, no, 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 no. just, uh. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, like, the name thing kind of because a lot of times I just don't even like I have like a phonetic mumble for like the way uh, someone's name is written and I don't and then eventually I'll be like oh you know the the something something like and I realize that it's just like a you know a phrase that's like that I just never took the time to try to like uh separate the words right um but I I invited this guy um who had reached out to me on the show, and and I, I invited him to an op- an opening that I was having, and I, I was like, oh, that's weird. He never responded. And then I totally re- I realized I was just like I took part of his name and sent it to like the wrong the invite to the wrong person, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that person must have no fucking idea what I'm sending them or why. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. So it's this weird like thing that. You know, but one of the thing, one of my favorite things is just remembering that it's not real life. Right, right. Yeah. But I love these stories because there's, I mean, they're almost like, they're like kind of Shakespearean, like <laughs> mistaken identity, and like I don't know. Yeah, it's this whole and then no, the, and then my friend didn't know I wanted him, to, or the guy that I I was invited. I mean, I'm assuming we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But um, that I like has no idea that I invited him to the show and now I'm just like oh wasted opportunity <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's really fascinating I mean I think it's great that you actually just straight out ask people you know how do you know each other because I feel like that's so important um and like the Instagram following thing like checking out you know 
who follows who, you know, it's it's really masking all that in a way. Like, yeah. you know, it's masking those relationships um, that at the end of the day, I mean, you can't replace. Yeah, I think one of the things that I like about it is the is the uh, being able to figure out like how people are connected. <clears throat> I think it's easier for me to figure out people that aren't or that like that's how I'm actually getting to know like the Midwest and any everything just like following people that are like artists over there and figuring out like oh this person's from Missouri, and then I'll just straight up ask, like, someone, hey, do you know this person? It's like, oh, yeah, we went to school together, you know, and then just, like, trying to connect the dots. But it is, like, a fun little mystery game. Totally. <laughs> right? And then yeah. you, like, try to piece together, which I guess is kind of, like, what I try to do with this show over here, which is, like, just be like, hey, what are the communities out here? Yeah. <laughs> like, figure it out. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm outside of most of them. So, like, to, to have one from each one sort of gives me a lay of the land, which is fun. Yeah. yeah. And, and and kind of a cool position to be in, like, you know, like... Well, I am starting a a, uh, a faith-based uh, artist group called The Family. <laughs> awesome. Well, definitely invite me, please. <laughs> We're going to run everything. We're going to cheat on our wives. <laughs> and you're going to write your own religious text, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to interpret. It's, it's sort of like those, uh, you, you know, how like... Uh, the the whole interpreting text is always fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, like um, and people that um, not knocking religious people. I'm not a religious person, but not knocking at all. But it's it's interesting to me, like how, you know, some people. I mean, this is a completely different topic, but how some people, you know, believe that the Bible or whatever religious text is like, you know. There's no interpretation allowed, you know, it is, you know, you have to accept it, mm-hmm. hook, line, and sinker. But then you think, like, how can you do that? I mean, yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how can you not interpret? Yeah. Yeah. And and for me, it's just like, I just love, like, the, 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 there's, like, something that, okay, so there, there's this, like, narrative especially in in the fact that it's a, it is a patriarchal society but like of the brilliant man right the, and i was specifically in the, in most cases white i think that like yeah. uh i don't think i saw a brown person in the family <laughs> oh, wow. um but it's it's this thing that also facilitates megalomania and then there's this like, for example, like, I, I would say, like, Elon Musk is, like, a little bit like that, where, like, <laughs> he came out as this guy and, like, sold himself, or, you know, that was, like, not just him, but, like, there were probably publicists involved yeah. to tr- give him the Iron Man kind of label, and uh, and 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 then just, like, you, you slowly see that, and, like, he's, like, the most benign <laughs> of these people. I, the, uh... There's a show that just did a thing on. This is a show called The Doll that did a thing on Soylent, which is oh, this this food, right? Yeah, it's a food supplement, and like it's like, yo, people are fucking crazy. Right. Like, what was? I think that what I'm kind of like enjoying is just the slow realization that uh, 
you can be batshit insane and be a billionaire. <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive. In fact, you may be <laughs> there because you are a fucking narcissist, uh, you know, incapable of, like, empathy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. I bet, I bet you're right about the population of billionaires is probably more skewed towards narcissists than not, right? Yeah, I mean... You have to. I, you can't just... I don't know. <laughs> you do have to because, I mean... To get that level of wealth, you definitely have to fuck people over. So you can't, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think. <laughs> I think you'd have to sort of. Well, I mean, if we just list off, like, the biggest ones, it's obviously the the Walmart family. What are they called? The Waltons? Or uh, does that sound? That sounds too much like a. TV a, show or something. Yeah, but it, I think it is. I think, I think it that is, is the name, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there you go. That's how wholesome they sound. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, like, and who else? Like, are there any good ones? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they are. I think that uh, Elon Musk is the best we have yeah. in terms of like you know, and 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 because he's a psycho about saving the environment, I mm-hmm. guess. Like, <laughs> right, right. Who's the Soros Foundation one? He's he gives a lot of money to. Her progressive causes i think george soros oh uh, so- i guess that would be it yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah no i don't really know anything about him there is a podcast about that i i'm i'm trying to get into about billionaires that is is, is interesting but there's only so much of this shit i can take on in a fucking day yeah <laughs> yeah it's and you of- have to put some like sweet spin on it so that at least i'm having fun right yeah. right do you find that like listening to the stuff like does it come into your work? Like- not, not directly. Uh, I find, I don't know. I have very specific rules about what I'm interested in making work about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the feeling that I'm trying to generate in people or the reaction that I want to get in people, out of people. Uh, it's definitely grounded in like the world we live in, but, um, but I, I need a little, I need a little irony in everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a little too hard to just like, <laughs> uh, take everything seriously. Otherwise you go fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Have you seen, um, what's it called? The, uh, the, the deep fakes thing? Um, the, no, I haven't. Okay. Uh, well, let's finish up this this last 10 minutes we'll blast on some ac okay and then i'll show it to you and then we'll come back uh for uh, for hour two because it's pretty fucking crazy like it fits in with what we're talking about <laughs> an extension <laughs> of like uh the what is that word again <laughs> I need to oh, oh syncretic syncretic you're gonna have to write it down to tattoo it on my skin before you leave totally. <laughs> yeah no because um I mean, that's just sort of where the next phase is going, right? The yeah. next phase of this whole, like, uh, there is no truth. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right? You can fake anything now. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty crazy. I mean... <laughs> it's like... Well, what about that in, in the context of Instagram? I mean, that's, like, essentially... Because the only thing I know about you, I don't even, like, I I don't know anything about you other than your practice that you present, right? Right, right. Most people probably 
don't know anything about me that follow me on Instagram other than the fact that I have a show. Yeah. They probably don't even listen to the show, but they have a sense of like the aesthetic of the, uh, you know, uh, of the marketing. I'm trying to not use brand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And yeah, but that is very much like, I mean, it's a very specific selective process. Do you, do you, how do you deal with that? Like, do you ever feel, because we are talking about how it makes you feel connected, but then you're not connecting on every level with people. There's, there's, there's like an artistic intimacy, right? but there's not like an intimate intimacy. And I feel like sometimes I can get uh, trapped into thinking that I'm like interacting with my friends when I'm just Instagramming with and interacting on that level with my friends. Right? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, there is kind of like a, you know, a cipher quality. I mean, like you don't really know, you know, who you're, who you're dealing with unless you, unless you already know them um, previously. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I guess I feel like um, kind of going back to what we were talking about, Instagram as a tool, like, um, like I feel like I've sort of, I don't want to say hit a wall, but um, gotten to the point where um, I feel like I'm being compelled or, you know, it's, you know, it's more and more necessary for me to, to go out and, um, and, you know, meet people and um, interact with people and and meet artists, um, you know, in, in a physical space. Um, And, you know, Instagram, it was it was really great for me and is really great for me, um, especially you know moving to a new city where I didn't know anybody and where I had a little kid and you know um, I didn't have a studio and so you know it, it sort of it filled like a lot of sort of needs for me um, and and now I feel like you know the next step is to sort of use that as a um, a launching like pad you know yeah. But I, that that also brings up an interesting thing in in terms of like, do you feel like you would have that push if you hadn't been if you didn't have that empty feeling that you get from Instagram, right? Like, if there was no Instagram to give you that FOMO, <laughs> would you would you be would you have that impulse? Because I don't know that I necessarily would. You know, if I if I didn't like, it, or it could be easy to fall out of doing that or wanting to do that. Um, I think you're totally right. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying that that's for everybody, but yeah, no, totally. And I, I think, you know, that longing, you know, that longing for, I mean, kind of an intense word, but no, that's, I mean, I long to have like interesting conversations with people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and that comes relevant to me because I'm like literally on Tinder right now, longing for somebody (laughs) that I can like connect with and then just being like, Oh, that's right. This whole set, this, this is less effective than Instagram for like, just like meeting like-minded people. Yeah. It's more like of like a, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Longing is a big, big part of all that stuff, I think. And yeah, I mean, the isolation, the loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I was like so <clears throat> lonely when, um, when we moved here and like, um, and so overwhelmed and just like, you know, I remember like, again, to go back to, you know, I was pushing my daughter on her stroller and we'd come back and she'd be like, 
there's a lot of cars here. And I'd be like, yes, yes, there are. And, he, like, <laughs> you know, and I just, um, I was like, you know, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? You know, like, I know nobody <laughs> and I don't even drive. And, you know, like, um, so like, that's a really good question. Like if I, if I didn't have Instagram, would I have had that push? Um, I think I still would have had that push, you know, to form community and to make connections, um, you know, if not for um, my practice as an artist, at least, you know, for my daughter, you know, to build a community. To oh, socially. Her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, specifically in terms of getting out to see art. Getting out yeah, to see yeah, art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't know because, you know, I had not, I had stopped making art for a while when we were in New York. Um, uh-huh. And then... Um, also not rare? <laughs> Sadly, yeah. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so, you know, moving to Los Angeles was kind of like a kick in the butt, like, um, I think, you know. Uh, it does, does it feel like it's easier to make art out here? Because it, uh, it seems like an easy assumption for me to make that it's like, yeah, the studio space is more available even if you don't have a studio, your house is bigger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it has been easier out okay. here. Um, and I... I'm not sure exactly. I don't have a studio. I, you know, I just pretty you know, much work out of our apartment at the, yeah, this yeah. point. Um, but but even this apartment that you asked me if it was my workspace, it's like it's still bigger than a lot of the apartments that I've been in New York. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> space is so much more available premium, here. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because the apartment that we've lived in the same apartment um, since we moved here, and you know, when we moved here, we we're like, oh my god, this is so huge, and and now we're like, ah. <laughs> Not that huge. <laughs> have you been to the Bendix building yet? No, I haven't. Or okay. Actually, no, I have, actually. Oh, you have? I, I, did, okay. uh, I did a studio visit there recently. Okay. Yeah. So have you been there on a night where there's openings? No, but uh, there's, yeah, I heard that there's yeah, you know, a lot of Yeah, it gets pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know, I'm, you know, depend. it's hit or miss sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But there's some good stuff going on in there. It's just an interesting space that, like, if you want to just, like, see like six spaces sweat your ass off and then be like all right i'm done with looking at work <laughs> yeah i don't want to go to another fucking gallery it's a pretty decent spot to feel like you've accomplished something you've had a bunch you, of stuff yeah, yeah especially when you have a kid i, I think because like maybe driving from venue to venue might be tedious right right yeah it might be more of like also feel like she's a little safer because she's got like to get in an elevator and go down eight floors in some cases right right yeah yeah no that thanks for um reminding me about that because I had sort of forgotten yeah that that um it's a cool building too yeah yeah it's uh it's an interesting thing too um there's a, there's a there's I mean I feel like I'm now I'm just plugging it because I know a lot of or because I've had guests that are that have spaces there that are coming up re, uh in like the next few weeks but <clears throat> Yeah, a lot of spots are there, and a lot of spots that used to be, like, Joan Gallery used to be somewhere else. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and now it's there. So it's interesting as a space and as, like, an example in, like, a, an entire building getting gentrified with, like, good intentions kind yeah. of thing. Like, uh, I mean, I support all the spaces. It's not... I. I I don't even know what the fuck to say about gentrification anymore, right? Right. Like, <laughs> right. Is it really the artist's fault? You know, are we the ones that are, like, targeting neighborhoods for gentrification, or are we just trying to change where we can run our spaces? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, um, it's a totally tricky issue because, yeah, I mean, if you need, if you, 
you got to make work. You got to find space. It's uh, yeah. You want to show like it just it's it's uh, it, it's it's just an interesting thing that um, we're probably not going to solve in this conversation. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> At least we can not worry about that. One. <laughs> just go back to Epstein. <laughs> All right, I think that that's where we stop for this one. What's my thesis is produced by Javier Proenza, who is talking in the third person. Reach out at whatsmythesis at gmail.com and follow us on all social media at whatsmythesis. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you donate to our Patreon, this is where I'll give you a shout out and make up what kind of art you make based entirely on your name and nothing else.
<laughs> get on mic. Get on mic. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to waste an, a, a, a bit of a drop of juice. <laughs> Any of my precious thoughts. No. Yeah. No. Actually, I um, I was reading some articles about that about the deep fake um thing like not that long ago. Oh um, shit! Hold on. Hey. So you were reading an article? Yeah. Yeah. It was like um, it was about these um women that have like. Basically, yeah, they've um, their images have been used to like they've dubbed their or you know they've put their images on like uh, into porn videos. Mm-hmm. Um, like I guess like you know like. So who did, who was it? Do you know? Who did it or like? No, who 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 were the stars that got into the video? Um, I don't I don't remember, but it, I guess it's like this you know phenomenon that's like happened several times. Like uh, and there's you know there's really no way to trace who made the videos and you know um like yeah is there any way to like determine if they're faked like because that's what's scary to me about the whole thing I, we so we just watched the bill Hader clip with uh w- with him doing tom cruise impersonations where he just slips into the impersonations and they switch his face i don't i, I don't know if anybody who's listening to the show has seen it but it's fucking terrifying yeah yeah it is terrifying i don't know if there is any way to um to determine that it's a fake i mean you know, one thing that they said is that um, there. I think that they were able to do it with these particular women because they had so many pictures of themselves on social media oh. that were available. You know, like hundreds and hundreds. Um, so I think you know, if you don't have that much of a social media presence, it would probably be hard to do. But you know, because there was just like this like, treasure trove of images, they were able to like you know totally dub it on. You know, totally put it onto another. Oh my Another God. I'm, I'm just picturing my face on on a porn star, <laughs> <laughs> like on a female one getting railed. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little too much. No, 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 totally. I mean, you know, your mind is going to go there. <laughs> but yeah. No, my choice of words was poor. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, no worries. That's what I apologize for. No, no worries uh, um, at all. But yeah, I mean, I think these women, you know, you know, that's insane. Their so lives are pretty screwed up. Just like. For me, that is fascinating because we're coming from a place where, as a technology photography, obviously was like uh, considered, and and to some degree, I don't know if this is still true, but that like there is a language, a cultural language that developed with photography where uh, black and white images were almost considered to be more uh, truthful, yeah. Uh, as in the read, because of the fact that a lot of the images were that were old, I guess, were mostly documentary documentary style. There wasn't necessarily too much of a creative approach. Or is, am I imagining that? I I, I don't know if that's the fuck. I I may have just like extrapolated <laughs> something that I didn't learn in art school from that. Uh, but basically, the idea is that I, I know Roger Fenton is a photographer that that uh, photographed the Crimean War, yeah. and I learned about the the power of black and white as a truth telling uh, weight in medium. But now this is insane. Like there, you know, we're going to this place where. You can not only can you make fakes, but you can just deny actual video, right? So yeah. we've built this whole fucking infrastructure <laughs> that has stopped serial killers and all this shit, right? right? Since the seventies, right. where there's cameras everywhere, and now it's all all that security is just useless, it's collapsing in on itself. Yeah, no, it's 
it's really disturbing. And like, just the level of skepticism. Like, how the fuck are we going to function as a society if we can't even believe? Like, or maybe maybe it's just not that important. I don't know. How the fuck? What do you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> I hand it off to you because I'm overwhelmed. So you figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, when I'm made queen, I, will, <laughs> I think like, you know, I think a big part of it is just, you know, education and critical thinking and, um, you know, the ability to sort of parse things out and, you know, analyze what you're looking at. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I think a lot of people don't don't really get that, you know. But do you, I think that maybe it's happening. People are a little bit more aware of that because of the their their day to day. There are they are their own little propaganda machine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It it it's crazy to me that the, so like maybe it'll be better. If we can't trust the image, because you never could trust the image? Right. I don't know. But that's heavy, dude, because, like... But then again, like, I mean, I, I don't know. Even with the image, we haven't really found truth, like, over the last... You know, there was, like, some sincerity that I think we projected on it. Yeah. Right? Because of the people that, you know, in the 60s and 70s that used to show that their images weren't cropped by giving it that black border. Uh, yeah, right. And, 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 and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, yeah, I think it partly has to do with um, kind of going back to sampling, um, like kind of having unlimited choice. Um, you know, you can sort of pick the narrative or, you know, pick the story you want to believe. Um, you know, there's not this one dominant narrative, um, you know, with like ABC news or whatever anymore. Like, you know, there's just so many choices and you can sort of, you can pick the one that, that appeals to your sense of reality or whatever. Um, which is interesting. I mean, what did you think of the, um, the, the Nancy Pelosi slowed down video? (laughs) (laughs) People got so mad at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm a, I like Nancy Pelosi. So I, oh, you do. I mean, yeah, I think she's kind of a badass, and yeah, yeah I don't know. She's. But do you think that they needed to take that down, or do you think that that's like fair use? I I think it's fair use. I mean, I I think that you know when you're in a position like that, yeah, you kind of have to expect that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a form of cultural commentary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can really control that. I mean, it's hilarious though. <laughs> it, it is funny. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is funny. <laughs> Hopefully, she had a sense of humor about it. I would, you know. I get the sense that none of those people have as much of a sense of humor. <laughs> no, but she's, she's. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Uh, I <laughs> like, like, I have to think, like, how would I feel if something like that happened to me? I probably wouldn't be happy either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it would be in a different context. You're not a leader. You, right. And you don't, you're not uh, the sixth wealthiest member of Congress. Right, right. <laughs> I think this thing goes so Right, there's levels. Yeah. yeah. And yet I would take that 
any old day over a deep fake porn video. So, you know, it's like, again. Oh, shit. I just realized that I have, I may have listeners that are capable of making deep porn videos of me, and I don't want to invite that. I might have to, like, go back and cut that out. Okay. <laughs> I don't actually know how easily that's done, but I'm assuming that any hacker, like 18 year old hacker that wants to troll me, <laughs> can spite me. The article made it seem pretty, you know, easy, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think you you seem like a nice person. <laughs> that's a pretty nasty thing to do. <laughs> I don't know. I could use a nice rack. I could. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you could use it as promotion. <laughs> It's all how you spin it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is kind of like that cultural ninjutsu that happens. Well, okay. So this is one of the things that I wasn't able to remember. It's like it also does kind of doesn't matter because there was a time where there was video of Dick Cheney saying shit that was clearly contradictory to what he was saying now. Right. And they never played the video to his face, right? Right. So I don't know. But it also, is there going to be a period where we have like such deep skepticism or, or that we have, that we are, sorry, that we have still, like, is there going to be a lingering trust to the image even though, like, we've clearly seen, it almost looks like you can just do it now. Yeah. Like, like you could just put a picture of someone saying the N-word. Right. Right? And just destroy their fucking career. Right. And then, like, but, like, I would be totally skeptical if someone said, that's a deep fake of me saying the N-word. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it just, it's such a... Well, actually, that's even a bad example because I think you could survive saying the N-word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's not a happy laugh. That's a fucking nervous one. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, um, yeah, well, <laughs> where do we go from here? Kind of, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like, um... Again, it sort of has to do with, um, like, do you ever read comments on articles, like, you know, on internet articles? Do you ever, like, read the comments like, section? Like, uh, for, for what? For, like, it, I guess the article, the comments depend greatly on which news source you're reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, like, any, any, you know, any news source, like, you know. Like a New York Times, New for York example. Times, or, you know. Or, you know... Like a legacy spot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you ever read... I mean... No, no. Um, I, do, I don't... I just... I was just wondering if it was going to get really racist, if it was going to be really homophobic. What, is that... Um, does it depend on... Or is it just... I think it depends on the news site and also probably, like, how much... Um, Policing. They manage. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I mean, um, I don't actually read comments very often because usually they're just kind of depressing, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And kind of a waste of time but um that's just interesting that you know what people feel like they can they can say you know yeah. like and how like reactive people get too like um it's like people get so angry so quickly and are so aggrieved so quickly yeah and um you would think or i would hope that you know if, if a similar conversation was taking place directly between people that 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 wouldn't happen that you'd be able to you know sort of look at the other person and you know sort of um 
stay calm or just, you know, hear them out a little bit. So, I mean, that's another sort of um, thing about um, social media and media in general is, you know, and, and the deta- you know, detaching all this stuff, how it detaches from actual bodies and actual, like, yeah. you know, physical spaces and how it allows, you know, people to sort of just go off, you know, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, and it, and it goes back to the thing of like the, uh, the, sorry, 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 word you used earlier. <laughs> Syncretic. <laughs> I, I was so pleased with myself that I came up with a topic. <laughs> I told you I would just go back to it when I had nothing else. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's just the placeholder so that I have like a fucking lifeline. No, no, it was it was good. It actually, it, I think it, it was good for me too. Like it sort of, yeah. it's made me sort of have a little bit more, or put a little bit more more coherency on on some of what I've been doing. So yeah. that was helpful to me. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, and but but. I don't know. I mean, to some degree, I am starting to really believe in this uh, basic concept of the of of of, of uh, contemporary occultism. I'm trying to c- cut down on the amount of times I say postmodern, <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, uh, the the idea that uh, if if uh, nothing is true, everything is permitted. Which is which is really applicable even to just basic Instagram, yeah. right? Because nothing that we're putting out is necessarily true, but it's derived from it, mm-hmm. which I think makes it. Um, it's. I don't know. I think that there is something about saying that you're an artist that that you're acknowledging that you are. Um, and I like that I said acknowledging instead of claiming. <laughs> You're acknowledging that there is something unique to the way that you perceive things. Yeah. And that you would like to try to express that perception with people and see if there's like, uh, if you're out batshit crazy, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. And that's why it's validated when people understand what you're working on, yeah. right? There, it, there is a, a communicative element to it. <clears throat> but I think that... Uh, you know, I think that that goes back to the thing that we were saying. It's like, or that that we were talking about, where like the um, the different niches within and the different cultures. Like, I'm sure there's a low rider culture. I'm sure there's a, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a subculture of specifically uh, Honda S two thousands from specific years. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and like, and and they exist completely uh parallel it's like it's like parallel universes right like if your life had turned out a different way to speak in really comic booky (laughs) terms if you had made a different decision if you had moved to a different neighborhood (laughs) you could be in this like subculture within limits because you know race plays into that yeah and and socioeconomics as well but it's fun to like it's it's an interesting because you you made me think of something the idea of a monoculture. Mono and, and one of the things that I was talking to uh, Katie about, since we brought her up on the... Katie uh, Klein, since we brought her up on the last episode, is that, uh, you know, there's a generation of people that are still in power, 
right? Like the John Boltons, the, uh, I, now I'm fucking blanking on the name of the guy, the, the guy that's the U.S. envoy, um, to uh, Venezuela, who's like the guy that is like responsible for the Iran Contra. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bad with names. <laughs> no, it's okay. And then my Pompeo. But these are all these guys that it like you know in the 80s this guy uh, w- was in a, uh, covering up the El Mazote ma- massacre. Yeah. In in El Salvador and this other guy, but they had. They, they learned, like, their propaganda tricks back when there was a monoculture, back when there were only three networks. Right. And nowadays, like, they try to implement the same kind of approach, but, like, it's just not doable anymore because, first of all, because people are more savvy, yeah. right? So, I don't know. Maybe it will be a thing that people will just be a lot more critical thing maybe people will start listening to policy more yeah and like instead of like just like the spectacle uh i don't know it's fascinating i mean i'm sure there'll be a cultural adjustment and we won't and like we won't destroy society (laughs) (laughs) i hope not (laughs) a little worrisome right now (laughs) yeah yeah it is a little problematic (laughs) to use the word of our times yeah but i don't know yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, a parallel cultures and um, it's, and and how you can sort of dip in and sample them. Like when I when we first moved here, I had this idea for a project that I wasn't, I didn't have the technical know how to do, but I was sort of thinking of like seeing if I could find this um, like pool or fountain, um, and like projecting images into it at night like it would be sort of this like ritual kind of community participation thing um with images from different people and different sources and um like I said I I don't really have the um technical knowledge to make such a thing happen but Mm. um and Instagram is not I mean there's you can't really you you can only you know draw that comparison out so much but I mean, in a way, it's sort of like a gigantic pool, <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. um, that that people project like, yeah, yeah. things into, and it's like an abyss that people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it is a like, and it's it is consumed sort of in this like deep abyss <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. can just keep going, and like you know, you can find whatever the fuck you want in it. That's yeah. not also just, you know, <clears throat> it's interesting as a as a whole thing. I don't know. Do what do you think of like. I mean, so your daughter, when, when would you be okay with, like, your daughter having access to this persona-building tool, right? Like, because that, that is a pretty powerful thing to just hand off to a kid. And, and I wouldn't even, I, these are things that I don't think about. I'm only thinking about them now because I'm talking to a parent who's curious about Instagram in general. Yeah, I mean, I even, you know, I, I worry when I post images of her. I, I used to do it a lot more on on. Facebook and then um you know I because of these things I've scaled back a lot and um yeah that's a good question I really don't know I remember um there's also an anonymity to a baby yeah and once they start to become a person I could see how that would make you trepid you know have trepidations about it yeah exactly I mean you know she 
the last time I posted a picture of her, she's like, oh, that's okay, Mom. Go ahead and do it. But she doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't that know. everybody's seeing. Right, right. <laughs> that, like, somebody that's a complete stranger <laughs> that you just met today <laughs> had, had been aware of your daughter. Like, Ex- that is a strange thing, right? Exactly. Like, I know what I didn't know what you looked like. I knew what your daughter <laughs> okay. looked like. Right. That you is know? really weird, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It's yeah. absolutely fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, totally. I didn't, you know, I... I don't have. I really don't know when um, when I would give her access to that kind of thing. Although um, a friend of mine did say that they had decided to actually let their children have access to um, I don't know a phone, specifically having a phone like sooner rather than later, because they felt that um, giving them a phone when they were still relatively young, they would have more control over what the kids saw. They could they could sort of participate in their kids' media consumption in mm-hmm. a way that, you know, if they were a teenager, they wouldn't be able to do, and that they would be able to sort of guide them through yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, if they gave healthy them healthy practices. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in a way, that kind of makes sense to me. No, that adds, that's actually uh, the first time I've heard that, but that makes perfect sense, yeah. Sort of like, you know, like, like allowing a kid to, you know, drink a little wine when they're growing up so it's not like, yeah, know, make it a part of life in a way. That's fascinating. Yeah, I, I these are ideas that are completely outside of my problem-solving <laughs> skill set. So that that's, I'm so glad you brought that to me because <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, I don't know what kind of, I mean, I'm mostly worried about me not losing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's fair. I mean, yeah, okay, totally. Yeah. I can't imagine just like being like, oh my god, uh, like you could just say like no TV. Right. How, how do you? <laughs> there's like there's a fucking dam and it's porous. Yes. Of all this media that you like have no control over and like, ah uh, man. And it's amazing, like how addictive it is. I mean, you know. She's like really into TV. It's hard yeah, to get her to like, you know. Yeah, turn. I mean, so am I. <laughs> not, not to throw shade at your daughter, like she. <laughs> no, that, I mean, I may have been like, watching something right when you got it <laughs> that I told you about. <laughs> I understand. I understand. No judgment from me whatsoever. But no. But you know what is diff- different that's happening to me now is like it has to be really interesting for me to put my phone down. Yeah. Like like that. The reason that that was such a significant thing that caught my attention was because otherwise I. I'm just like on my phone. It actually was enough to compete with it. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had conversations with my husband about how we should, you know, just really not be on our phones at all around Rosalind. And, um, and, um, now everybody knows her name. <laughs> yeah. Oops. That's okay. Um, and, but it's hard. It's hard to get off your phone. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I should, I should be able to do it, but it's like yeah. something that I, reach for and um i also use it as a you know as a tool and so yeah i don't know it's very common so yeah and i mean imagine i'm like using it for dating so like there's so it's so fun it's like almost uh too versatile yeah right it's this object that can do pretty much Dude, you think about that. You're posting pictures of your daughter. Right. I'm looking for dates, and it's all image based, right? Yeah. Like it's, uh, we're we're networking with people. Like, I, I mean, I remember when people used to joke about like, oh, 
my my camera has a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I totally remember that. Yes. Yes. We were such naive douches. <laughs> but we're in an interesting spot too because like we experience life both ways, you know? Like Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. She isn't going to get to have that experience of, you know, not having a phone in her life. I mean, Except for, you know, now as a kid, but, you know, yeah. there's no pre-phone for her, you know, it's just a... Yeah. No, and, and that is, you know, one of the things that when, when we started the last uh, hour uh, was the um, the realization that, like, I do end up talking about Instagram a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, you know, I don't know. Someone's having like a knocking fit in the apartment next door. <laughs> I, the mics aren't picking it up, but it's so distracting. <laughs> but uh, the, that relationship is one that is almost inescapable for artists nowadays. And to act in defiance of it is, or to, to not be a part of it is almost inconvenience. Yeah. It's almost an inconvenience. I, I've been inconvenienced by friends that have been on the show and don't have a, a thing. And I like, I have to like, be like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I guess I'm going to post about somebody who has no online presence. And that makes me feel weird because do they want me to post and really? that kind of thing? Uh, are they cool with how I'm portraying them when they don't portray themselves at all? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and then I, you know, I've had uh, one instance where someone was like upset with the post that I made, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I need to start taking this shit more seriously because people are coming on here thinking it's just a podcast, yeah. you know. But like, I mean, I guess that's the image that I have I have to take responsibility for the space that I've made yeah right where that's expected so I mean it was an easy fix I'm just like just send me your pictures (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm like what I don't have to make I make even less decisions (laughs) right 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 (laughs) yeah they they were upset about like an image you posted oh no it was it wasn't invalid they I I had posted some old work like that was like 10 years old but Mm. it was the only thing that I that I had available to me and I had asked them for stuff then they misunderstood what I was looking for and then we were able to sort it out but it's like it's it's one of those things that like when I started the podcast the Instagram was a secondary thing. Yeah. You know, but as this show goes on and if I'm showing artists like it's fair for them to not want me to show their old stuff. Like sure. I'm not like I'm not throwing shade at all. Oh, I'm no, just I saying yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that this is a situation where I was like, "Oh, I I have to like, you know, reassess this but it ended up being better because now I don't have to fucking stress about finding people's work online I can just like you know right yeah so um but but it is real yeah yeah <laughs> even these though these things are fake they're real yeah yeah they're very real they yeah they are I mean I've you know I've asked myself like like <clears throat> should I not be doing Instagram you know because is it time to sort of, you know, just... But then you're outside of reality. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm not even being, like, ironic. I'm, like, legitimately serious. That's how I feel yeah. about the people that aren't on Instagram. They're like, 
Uh, and, and that's for better or worse. I'm not saying that's their fault. I'm just like, this is a realization that I'm having about myself where I'm like, I will want to tell them about things and I will realize that there is an, a knowledge gap because they haven't been following so-and-so's feed, yeah, right? Yeah. And I can't be like, hey, did you see that that so-and-so is doing this and this? Right, right. <laughs> I love my, my vagaries, my so-and-so and this and this. But but yeah, like that that whole thing of like, oh shit, now I have to explain to you all the inner workings of this person's been up to this, this person's been up to that, like, yeah. right? Whereas in the Facebook age, it felt like... Uh, I mean, not that Facebook is done, but I don't really use it at all. Um, it felt... It felt much faker. Yeah. It felt more artificial because I think that there's something about photography that is, like, much more deceptive than you telling your own text. Like, if you, you can just post pictures and and actually be better at that. You yeah. Know? Like, a lot of artists early on don't know how to write for shit right <laughs> for sure you have to learn that right? yeah and and it's learnable it's definitely a learnable skill but uh there's something a little bit intuitive about editing images that i think that maybe photographers have been like oh. <laughs> you have to study to know how to do that but like i think that there's like a lot of legit people i mean like you said you didn't study photography but i just assumed you were a photographer in like the traditional sense right so yeah, I mean, I take a lot of a lot of photo classes, but so I. Oh, so you do? You have studied like. Yeah. I did, okay. Yeah, but I, it was like you know a while ago. It was like you know when people were still doing. Darkroom stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like when I was learning photography. Yeah. <laughs> calling yeah. me an old guy. But <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but I was like you were making me think about something. Oh, it's yeah. It's almost like Instagram is kind of like that water cooler. Um, thing. I mean, like, it's like, kind of like, it's, it's almost like a monoculture slash, like, like, infinite culture. I mean, because like you said, it's a point of reference. Mm -hmm. But then it's got all these subcultures. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting. Um, it is interesting when you start to run into the edges of your overlapping network, right? Like yeah. when you when you see that person that only ha- is followed by two people <laughs> that you know, and you're like, and now when I see that, I'm like, hmm, ooh, I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like almost titillating, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that mystery man, right? Yeah. yeah. I think Instagram has kind of changed a lot, too, you know, um, in the last several years, because you know, when I first started using it, um, it didn't have the current algorithm of sort of... Um, yeah, it was like chronological. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think I was lucky when I started using it um, because I think, you know, it's just a lot easier to sort of see all kinds of different people's work um, mm-hmm. with that um, with that particular way of presenting images. I wish they were still doing it like that, yeah. honestly, but... Um, yeah, it would make my life easier. I wouldn't be a slave to like posting every. In fact, I, let me. Since we're talking about being a slave to Instagram, I should take a picture of you for the Instagram uh, while we're talking okay. about it. <laughs> but but yeah, just like I mean, I also like have a constant relationship with a whole bunch of people that 
uh, may or may <laughs> not actually be paying attention to what I'm doing mm-hmm. or just skimming through it or like different levels of investment. Uh, if, uh, um, yeah, so it just gets weird. I shouldn't be posting right now. <laughs> 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 uh, I thought your name would come. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about like that, the whole word syncretic and, and thinking about um, the direction that I want to take my work. I mean, I've sort of had all, several different um, trajectories or different things that I've been doing, and it's sort of been, I don't know, I don't want to say all over the place, but I've had a you know, bunch of different stuff going on. And I've, I've done a couple, like a couple of photographs and videos over the last year that um, I think point me towards the direction that I want to go in, which is um, sort of bringing it back into the physical space, bringing that combination of elements or that um, sampling back into an actual physical space um, rather than taking someone else's photograph um, and sort of um, projecting myself into that. Um, I want to I wanna actually, and, and rather than sort of just um, straight photography, I'm interested in sort of, um, um, I don't know, I could figure out how to say it like just um like sort of making a like a slight alteration in a space like there's this one picture I took um it was just in my kitchen and I had a like a bowl of fruit or something like that and um had like this packaging from a box of tomatoes and I took the the wrapper from the box of tomatoes and I just like I put it on top of one of the pieces of fruit so it's almost like this like little transparent hat and um (laughs) (laughs) and I I thought it was funny and um I just liked the way it looked and uh I don't know know, where it's gonna lead to but I I think I want to sort of go more in that direction like like um actually sort of a little bit more intuitive. A maybe? little bit more intuitive, yeah, and actually, like maybe because it seems like you you you're still trying to f- would you there's like a smile on your face that's like there's something exciting here that I I kind of wanna I want to figure out what it is I don't quite know what it is yet but but I want to play with this a little bit exactly yeah, yeah. it's a little mysterious and like I like the element that's almost like sort of a collage but it's not a collage um, it's not a you know two dimensional collage it's like I make. I'm actually. It's a photograph of an assemblage. <laughs> yeah, it's a photograph of like yeah something that I changed in in my yeah, own yeah. space. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how. Yeah. How yeah, yeah. Ends up, but um. You seem excited enough that I have faith. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I am excited. I just I think I need to sort of just uh, um. Be a little bit more conscious about it, which is which is why this is good. It's good to be you know putting this all out there. And, like, yes, we'll check in with you and, <laughs> yes, and see if you abandoned it or if you made it into something marvelous. Hold me accountable for sure. Yeah. We're like gym buddies, our gym buddies. Yes, yes, that would be a good thing actually. Yeah, I think that that's sort of like what uh, what this show is for me. <laughs> Essentially, it's like, hey, you say you're an artist. Are you making art? Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, and so I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like it goes back to that longing, you know, that like, um, yeah, that like, you know, that push to sort of, to make and to connect and, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and it's I don't know I think it is helpful to meet and talk to people that value the same things because like I think the broader society and that's one of the another one of the benefits of this like nichification of culture it's like you can find a community of people that value the same things uh, that at least you know enough to listen to a podcast that you may put out there I'm not Speaking of anyone specifically, um, <laughs> but, but but it is it is surprising, like how much people feel the same things, right? Like like if you're just an artist in a vacuum and you're not meeting with people, or I mean even I guess like even that Instagram thing is a little bit of that like intro into that sort of like oh hey, there are people that like. You know, and then one of the things that is interesting about the personas that you put out there, as uh, a, 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 with Instagram, is that depending on how good you are at projecting that persona, people will talk to you differently than they would talk to you if they just met you on the street, right? Uh, like, yeah. because now their now their entry point is your work or whatever it is that you're putting on that, right? And so they'll have an idea of like whatever your success level may be or you know and, and that kind of thing which is what happens with this show like i don't know like i didn't know that katie was a high school teacher until she came on the show but i'm just like yeah if you carry yourself like an artist i'm gonna invite you yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know but that 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 to me is interesting because then you get into situations where i've had people talk to me like i am uh you know more important than i think of myself <laughs> <laughs> or you know or it's not like or not that like people are like uh treating me with so much deference but it's it's more of like as an artist in the broader society you do not end up in a lot of situations where there's like a um deference to your serdom or madamdom yeah you know yeah. like like when you when i was working in like m medical field like everybody treated you like a professional so they were like mr proenza you know not that people call me mr proenza but there's like I ha I carry more gravitas to the people that connect with me through Instagram than I do people who meet me through professional and you know other realms. So that's like an empowering thing about it that I find interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, it sets you up to have a dialogue in a way. Yeah, and you and you do have some level of how you project yourself out there. So and or people take that and 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 um, you know they judge it obviously. Yeah. But based on their tastes and your tastes, they can, which is essentially what this practice is, right? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I find what you're doing on Instagram interesting. I know it's not your work, uh, but I'm assuming that if you can do that, your work is interesting. Oh, in your case, it is your work because you do post a lot of your work, but not everybody does, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, some of the accounts that I think are the most interesting are, um, you know, kind of a combination of their own work, other people's work, and just like some personal yeah. stuff like you know um kind of an art to that as well like allowing mm -hmm. other people to sort of get to know who you are um, yeah well there's this one person that i follow who's like 29 she's like uh she's an artist and she definitely posts her pictures i'm not going to give her name because i you know i'm just talking about random personas right right uh, and i don't want to give out free shout outs <laughs> no i'm kidding i don't know if she listens to the show but uh, but but the, she she does post a lot of like images of herself mm -hmm. in 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 like that selfie mo format. But uh, and there's like there's definitely a sexiness to us to it. But there's a longing and a loneliness to it, yeah. which 
makes me feel comfortable looking at those images yeah. and not like I am not like there's an exploitative relationship there's an intimacy there yeah. in the consumption of the imagery where I'm like you it is about your sexuality it is about your section sexiness but it's also about a despair that's yeah, happening yeah. it's fascinating what you can just do with something that everybody else does it goes to that like thing that like uh Amateurs teach professionals or, you know, like in the terms of photography, like how our generation was taught about it. Yeah. But, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I mean, it sounds like there's some sort of, um, I don't know, invitation isn't really the right word, but some, you know, some invitation to connect in the images that she is pushing. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's attractive, but I'm not like it's not. I'm not romanticizing her. Mm-hmm. Like she's like basically saying like, "Yo, I'm like fucked up too," you know. Yeah, yeah. Which is different than what that than those other Instagram influencer models, you know. And then it doesn't. It also helps that she has like interesting photography. So I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. Now everybody wants to know who I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You probably follow her and you still don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> we can talk about it after the show. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, no, I'll show you some of the images. Um, but no, and also, like, I'm definitely thinking of inviting her on the show. But um, it is weird to invite someone and then be like, hey, I find you very attractive on your Instagram. So I'm, like, still working that out. Hey, you know, it'd be especially because great... she'd be right where you are. Well, you know, it could be like a great story <laughs> 10 years from now. So, yeah, one that ends me with me like it, being canceled. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, hopefully she's she can appreciate the sincerity and it won't be awkward for me to be like, yeah, no, I like what you're doing there. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully what I just communicated wasn't <laughs> something that I'm going to edit out later. No, no. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it, it, you don't sound like. Pervy. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Yeah, there's a. Um, now I, you heard it, ladies. A woman has said it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally don't see any problem at all. But of course it's not me, so. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, um, I think you'd have to be. I mean, who knows how people, you know, would respond. You know. Or who knows if she, if there's a self-awareness in the way that she's doing it that yeah, would even that be, and that, that's where I'm concerned about, like, oh, right. wait, what? You think that shit's lonely? Right, right, right. <laughs> but, but it makes me feel, uh, it, it makes, how, how, it makes certain feelings about my relationship with Instagram very, uh, like, validated. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's a risk that you, you know, that you have to take as an artist that, you know, you're, you're putting your work out there, you know, whether it's Instagram or, you know, a gallery or whatever. And, you know, you don't know how people are going to receive it. You know, you don't know what their interpretations are going to be. And that's yeah, of, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And I, and that's another thing about the, the personas. Like I am assuming because she's an artist and she's followed by all the people that I also know mm-hmm. who appreciate the same kind of things that I'm into like I'm just assuming that she's thinking about it the same way that I am and and I'm like oh it's genius (laughs) and she's just like no I thought I looked cute today I'm not, I wasn't trying to be groundbreaking. And I'm like, oh my God, there's this meaning behind it. 
<laughs> yeah. Which is what is which is where the <laughs> the weirdness where I guess the trickiness comes from. <laughs> like having her here and be like, okay, this is fucking weird. <laughs> but still, I mean, it's like that's that's part of the power. It's like you know you're. You, not really in your control, you know, how the, how it's perceived and, yeah, you know, yeah. like, but it has definitely made me start to think and, and, and that in a couple conversations that I had, that I've had, um, it's funny cause now I've got like, I, I'm trying to keep like a three month bank of episodes mm-hmm. so that I'm just not stressed out ever. And, but like now I just have so many episodes that haven't come out yet that I want to <laughs> reference. Uh, so yeah, I do. And I am sort of fascinated by that whole thing of the selfie because I do think that like people can sort of dismiss it as like a broad thing that it's like oh selfies are terrible but like like you said there is an art to doing it yeah. and and there 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 is an intimacy there that there might be someone who can crack it yeah. and like really make poignant imagery yeah. about the self <laughs> yeah, in the selfie. Totally. And I, I mean, I think anytime, yeah, I, I always get suspicious when anyone says, well, you know, oh, you know, selfies are, you know, like when anyone sort of takes a whole category and dismisses it, I'm like, yeah. mm, you shouldn't, you know, what's that about? <laughs> like, um, I'm so bad with names, but my husband recently told me about this artist who, um, I don't think this is the only thing that she does, but some of her work is like selfies that she takes on airplanes, like I think specifically in airplane bathrooms, Uh and they're like inspired by like Flemish paintings, like, um, and I think she just uses like whatever is available in the bathroom, like (laughs) sort of like create sort of costumes and, um, and lighting. And they're, they're actually really interesting and and beautiful and yeah. And, um, one of the one of my favorite Instagram accounts, and I won't say the artist's name. You can, but, you can plug. I just didn't want to plug this person and uh, like put a fucking stranger on blast <laughs> on my podcast about the, the weird relationship that I have to her posts. Yeah, I, I I feel like that's unfair to her. No, I understand. <laughs> you well, can promote, but I don't have any a problem with you plugging something that you like. Well, hopefully she won't mind. But her name is Emily Lamacus. Um, I'm totally blanking on her Instagram account, but um, yeah, Emily Lamacus. Um, and she's she's an amazing artist, and she's also um, a guard at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Oh, okay. And she's done these like really interesting, like um, like very like quick and spontaneous, like site specific little installations or drawings using like materials at the museum. Like she did this one. Um, it was like a spiral that she made out of like um, like basically like trash and hair and stuff that had been swept up on the museum floor mm. and she took it and she you know she made it into a spiral <laughs> like a spiral jetty kind of yeah design. yeah okay. and she's done some things with like you know like the um you know those toilet um toilet cover things okay she's you know made drawings with those or just like used things that are available at the museum to make these like quick like drawings or um, little site-specific pieces, and they're so they're so great. I mean, they're so evocative. They're funny and they're moving, and mm-hmm. um, and they you know they speak to sort of her experience of being a guard. And that's just one of the things that she does. I mean, she does um, a lot of other. That's interesting. That, that that's the second. I, I think that there's a this guy Andy Bennett who is 
used to run a space. I don't know him, but he's somebody that I follow on Instagram and know through Instagram followers that actually know him in person. Um, but I think that he was doing a performance thing where he was working at uh, one of the galleries over here, maybe MoCA. Uh-huh. Is there a MoCA here? Yeah, there, okay. there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the Mocha Geffen and the, yeah, sorry. I don't know which one he was at. But anyway, he was doing a performance thing there. Um, and I'm sure all of his friends that are, f- <laughs> like, <laughs> there's like an overlapping group of uh people that those are the people that i'm trying to avoid booking all of them because they're like <laughs> otis adjacent <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i need to get some cal arts people <laughs> i need to get some us ucla because now i'm just like <laughs> it's not representative representative of uh of out here what school did you say you went to or did you not say i went to rutgers for my mfa rutgers yeah rutgers is where uh in new jersey in new jersey yeah yeah like pretty close to new york so I like, want to follow all the people in New Jersey now just to get a sense of what their lives are like <laughs> <laughs> and see if it lives up to what I expect from monoculture. <laughs> I was thinking, like, while you were talking, that would be kind of interesting to, to, you know, do podcasts with people in other cities. Like, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I've, ta- I've had uh, someone from – or I've had two people from Missouri. I'm trying, yeah. And, okay. I, like, I, it, I'm not – this isn't – I'm not limiting it only to LA. It's just easier to have people come in, and it's nice to have people come in. Yeah, you know, yeah. it gets tiring to just have like Skype conversations, especially because I don't have a camera. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I like doing those as well because it gives me a, a look into like outside of the bubble that we're in, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty fucking bubbly. Yeah, yeah. It's, um... Well, that's you, you know, I was showing you um, made in LA while we took a break between uh, episodes. And yeah, that their whole thing is, or and that's Maiden, like Iron Maiden for people that are listening. Not Maiden, uh, <laughs> not Maiden LA, the Hammer Museum show, but it is a play on that. Um, and one of their things is that they're just like so many. There's they have a bunch of reasons that they started the thing, but uh, there's so many disparate communities that are like just different. Like I know a whole class of people that came from Miami and they still only hang out with Miami people. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not exclusively, but for the majority that like whole social circle is like it all transplanted over here, yeah, yeah. which is fine. I like them and I, and I, and I kick it with them sometimes, but it's like, to, to me, it's, it's just a sign of how easy it is to just like not meet new people outside of your bubble, yeah. you know, that like a whole city can move over here and you you know you end up sort of intermingling but not entirely yeah i mean it really is like a big effort to get outside your bubble just like you know not even just um in terms of just the commute you know like yeah i mean in new york you know it's like hard to connect with jersey folks or you know like people in upper manhattan and here it's just like east side west side you know it's it's just what part of town are you in um i'm in pasadena actually oh okay yeah you guys make it out to the beach a lot <laughs> <laughs> when we first moved here we were like going to the beach every weekend okay <laughs> we were like oh woohoo the beach <laughs> and is your husband an artist because you were saying that he was following an artist is he one as well or? yeah he's an artist um, okay. and an architect as well yeah okay yeah Nice. We actually um, met in college in Missouri. Oh, so you are you do you have a Missouri connection? I do. We went to Washington University. 
There's a Washington in Missouri? Yes. Okay. All right. So then I'm going to do the, the simple simple to thing and ask you, do you know my friend? <laughs> Pretending that Missouri is tiny. No, I've had a, a few guests on the show. Uh, Bethany Irons is, com- uh, is the upcoming one. And then her husband, uh, Tony Irons, was on... Mm another episode but that's that's kind of like i am fascinated by by you know that that's the same thing with the instagram i'm like what the fuck is what the hell right do all these people in missouri have to be making such interesting work and i was like all right well let's find out what the fuck is going on there so that's one of the things that i like about doing this yeah which is fun are they in st louis no they're in fuck i'm a bad person no they're in columbia yeah they're like do you know where mizu is uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're like close to there. I think that's in Columbia, Missouri. There's a Columbia, Missouri. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever like think about just ditching LA or whatever and moving someplace where. Well, I definitely <laughs> will admit to the fact that having this show makes it feel like that's a, <laughs> a <Awesome>. bad move <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, that's true. I think that that might be one of the things that makes this show appealing internationally. Yeah. But uh, who knows? Maybe people just actually like me and I can live <laughs> anywhere. I'm sure it's <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah, but I won't acknowledge the second, <laughs> the latter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it is one of those things, it's a crazy tool. I mean, you, you know, the, the, and it is, um, it's almost like, okay, so you know, like, the obviously Cindy Sherman is maybe not so much, uh, but like uh, Nikki Lee, do you know who that is? She's the uh, yeah. Asian American photographer who took, who does sort of Cindy Sherman's type stuff. But she plays more, like, instead of, like, behind the scenes of movies, she does more things that... You know who Cindy Sherman is? Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I want to make sure that I'm not making too many assumptions, <laughs> no, but no, also no, not I condescending. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so so she she's basically... She does similar type of work, but her thing was more obscure people. And, like, the photographs were made to look like they were just, like, people taking pictures. You know, they would have, like, the date. Num- you know how, like, old old uh, yeah, yeah. point and shoot cameras used to have the date on them and stuff like that so it's like she's really going for that angle and a lot of uh photography historically we're taught in in programs is like that it's like um it was when eastman kodak had access you know gave access to people with their subscription camera service where that like things started to blow up and then one hour photo really blew it up even more yeah and artists eventually end up imitating uh, amateur style because they they have they intuit these like weird things that at first you know that like maybe you don't quite know why they're so good you know it's like, <laughs> sort of like what you were saying about like why do I need to pull this thread right yeah. but like uh, uh, yeah I think that Instagram is definitely a tool like that where it's like. Um, I think it's as important as like the Eastman Kodak. You yeah. Know. I think in terms of like it's it, the way that as a platform and as a technology it's just entirely changed. Yeah. The way it it has made the the when we were in school and our professor would tell, would tell us like, oh, we're, you know, pretty soon it's all going to be digital. You know, Kodak is going to stop making film. We were part of that. And I think that Instagram 
more so than anything else, is the one thing that has been like, here, we're there. Yeah. We're in that world. We're like, everybody's got that camera now. Right. You know, right. The, the promise that we were told in, in, in photography class has become real. And it's, it's, you know, love it or hate it, it's, got, it's problematic as fuck, but it, and it is a corporate tool. It's evil as fuck, but it's important. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's, it's also really pleasurable, you know, like I I like it so much more than other, other platforms. And I think, you know, part of that is just how image based it is. Like, like Facebook is so like fractious, (laughs) but people are always getting into like, you know, arguments, but Instagram, I don't know. I mean, I feel like because, I mean, it sort of goes back to some of what you were saying about how, you know, when you invite people onto the show, you you really don't know who they are. You don't even know who they look like necessarily. You just know them through their work and, you know, and they have a certain value or, you know, you perceive them a certain way because of that. Um, yeah, it goes back to that, like, um, sort of some of the other stuff, the extraneous stuff, um, sort of gets edited out and, you know, when you can focus more on the on the image or the you know the person's practice yeah and and it also just makes me think of like what are people choosing to put out yeah everybody essentially we're in a time where everybody has this place where they can put out whatever the fuck they want right and different people are motivated by different objectives some people are looking for some level of sincerity some people are looking for you know and that can come across um but but yeah, it, it it's it's crazy how it's everyone. Yeah. You know, it's every. It, it, I mean, not necessarily everyone, but it's fucking for all intents and purposes, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone that we know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point where you know, like you said, if someone isn't on it, it's it's a thing. You yeah. Know? To the point where I, you, I, I, you have to start wondering about when your kid is going to be on it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. it's like a peril of life, and 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 when we were kid, and I say this all the time, but when we were kids. We only had to represent ourselves to our immediate surroundings. Yeah. Now everybody's an adva- an ambassador for their own fucking uh, you know <laughs> brand. Does he use that word that I don't like? Uh, and I don't like it because of slavery. <laughs> but, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but it's you know I don't have a problem with marketing. Yeah. Yeah, that's not my problem with the word branding. But yeah, it it, it it's it's just fucking crazy like there's a whole generation of kids that already know more about propaganda than we ever did uh, you know and that we we were like in our teens right. before we started to even really you know like or at least I was a teen I'm making huge assumptions about our age difference, <laughs> but I'm assuming that we're the, about the same age. But uh, yeah, it's it's a fucking wild, wild, wild time to live in. I and like I said, I have I have mostly good experiences because I have experiences like this. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm like, hey, your work is cool. Come talk to me. New friend. Yeah, I know. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, but it's not everybody gets to do that. So I, my perspective of it is also very skewed.
I think that people just assume that everybody's doing better than them. Right, of. right, right. <laughs> you know, so you never really fucking know. Yeah, no, I mean... There's somewhere to see you that isn't a website. Right. That you can... You don't have to plan the whole fucking thing out. Right, right. right. You can just kind of, like, go play as you go. Yeah. And, and figure it out and, and all of that. It's cool. But, yeah, I definitely... Uh, thought you were a super successful artist that was going to help my career. I'm sorry <laughs> to find out that I'm <laughs> No, like, like I said, it's, it's really cool. It's validating to me to see, and what I hope to do for the people that listen to the show, is to show people that, like, yo, everybody is, like, an artist doing something else. Like, yeah. I haven't had, like, one single person on the show that's like, I'm done with my job, son! Right, right, right. <laughs> Peace out! Right, right. <laughs> and it's all different levels of it and we're all just trying to figure out how to be an artist like and do shit which is cool it makes me feel like hey i'm not doing so bad (laughs) yeah yeah it's a collective endeavor for sure yeah 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 and and you go through periods like like i totally understand feeling like okay my my daughter is like she's she's a person now she's got some agency i can maybe start taking on some more of the world and other challenges yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I never, I wouldn't have predicted how much sort of my art rhythms have been, you know, connected to, to having her. But, mm-hmm. but they, you know, everything about being an artist has changed since having yeah. having her. Just like even how I, you know, make use of time um, when I make work. Like before I had her, you know, I sort of had this idea that. You know, I needed to have like big blocks of time in the studio and dedicated time, and oh yeah, and you don't get that when you have a kid. Um, yeah. You just don't. So, um, I started making work, you know, differently, sort of in between um, other activities or sort of like adjacent to or at the same time, and um, and sort of like building things over, you know, like kind of a cumulative process rather than you know just one big block of time, you know, trying to get something accomplished and done with, uh, just sort of building um, in dribs and drabs. So, yeah, it's it's been cool cool how that's affected things. Yeah, it's interesting how how those... And then, like, yeah, there's, like, a whole new perspective of being somebody that needs to protect somebody else and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure that it changes the way that you see the world entirely. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I'm not ready for that in the next, like, 10 months. <laughs> Maybe after that, ladies. <laughs> I'm not saying never, but I'm also aware that I'm running out of time. <laughs> I bet you'd be a good dad. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, like, you know... I was scared about becoming a, a parent, um, yeah. but it's it's really great. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I yeah, I'm just a, a bit of a fuck up. <laughs> well, we all are, <laughs> and then we get to take it out on our kids. So. <laughs> oh no, they will never know. They'll always think that I was a genius, part of the family. <laughs> they probably will. I mean, I feel like you know, yeah, kids sort of like have this view of their parents as both like super powerful and also like kind of in their way like you haven't <laughs> met my perception of my parents oh. <laughs> <laughs> which we won't get into. okay fair enough for another time <laughs> yeah there's some gray area there sometimes but anyway <laughs> not to just end on a on a uh i have a weird relationship with my parents but um uh it was a great pleasure to have you it was a pleasure i to be here. i uh, very much enjoyed our conversation and uh 
yeah, I, 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 I like, um, I like talking about how scary the world is getting, but how not scary it is at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a, a pleasure. Do you have anything that you'd like to plug, like your Instagram? And I'm going to ask you why Femister? <laughs> uh, Femster was actually a name that I had um, for this vintage jewelry business that I had okay. <laughs> a long time ago. And then, um, and then I just started posting pictures. What city it. were you living in? I was in Brooklyn at the time. Okay. Yeah, and, so, <laughs> <laughs> and now I sort of wish I could change it, but it is what it is. You can change it. You can Oh, well, I could, but I sort oh, yeah. of feel Everybody's like, going to be like, who is this person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm like, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, it's your brand that I associate with you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make an effort not to call you Femster. Femster. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there it goes. I, I, I used to read it Femister. <laughs> Femister. I think, like, I think, um, you know how, like, uh, sometimes, like, uh, yeah, like machines will, will pronounce it that way, like yeah. Femister. Femister. <laughs> yeah, well, Siri is uh, an, Siri. A, a butchers L.A. street names. Like it's hilarious. V- 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 Vanessa. I, I, whatever. <laughs> anyway, I won't bore people with, like, uh, regional mispronunciation, street mispronunciation jokes. It's pretty funny, though. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thank you so much. Follow Femster, uh, at Femster, Amanda Carter. And, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy your feed. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Okay. I really enjoyed it a lot. Thanks. <laughs>